Hey, this is the Pandola Project with your Monday motivation. I'm Matt Pandola. And I'm Jake Parker. We're here with part two of Habits for Success for your Monday motivation today. Matt, we talked all about Habits for Success last week on Monday Motivation. Part one is episode 24. If you haven't listened to that one, check it out. You're going to hear things like how to fail forward, having a closed mindset and its detriments versus having an open mindset. And then what kind of goals do you have and how important those are in implementing those into your success? Yeah, Jake, discipline equals freedom, and we're giving you some tools for that. That's right, man. Tools that you use yourself. And congratulations are in order. You just had an incredible weekend, you and some other runners from your Pandola Strong team. North Face. I was so proud of the accomplishments that I was able to be a part of as a coach this past weekend. We had Bill Rogers, who was able to overcome a lot of adversity. He came into the program earlier this year with trail running really being a nemesis. He had done a lot of road running, but not so much on the trails. So we decided to really focus on our trail running, which in itself was really helpful for him. He was essentially doing a lot of cross training by doing this. And a lot of those little niggles and issues that were a part of his running gait before were now gone. And so we have so much success within the last 10 months before we even raced. And that was a good example of how you can serve your why with something that's going to be a helpful habit, something that's going to give you a better alternative to what you've been doing, something that's going to serve you for a future goal like this one. But he happen to be also the age division champion at North Face, which was really exciting. I'm so proud of him for that. Go Bill. And Bill is not the only one. Matt? Emily. Emily, I've talked about in prior podcasts and she had the mindset. She was ready. She killed the hill, Jake. It worked. She not only again overcame some fears and doubt, but she did it with a 10-minute improvement on her predicted PR for this race or what she was shooting for. So she took 10 minutes off of that time. And also, Jake, she won her division. What do you know? There's got to be some helpful habits that she could enlighten us on. And Matt, stop being humble. Yeah, so I happen to be able to win my division as well. So this was really fun to be able to see this as a coach, to witness this transition with my athletes that we just talked about. And I knew that they were going to do well because you could see this process evolving over the last several months. So again, you know, this takes hard work and it takes dedication and it's not an overnight success, but they built 2020 around this goal. And when you put so much into something, you just really, as a coach, I just really want this so badly for them, but you know you can't do it for them. So I was elated and to see the confidence and to see their form. Uh, geez, I ran in reverse on the course just watching them run in 
And first of all, they came a lot quicker than we had planned. So I was super excited when yes. I said, so, oh, there she is, or there he is. And um, then also just looking at their gait and their form and how well they were holding it all together. So they not only finished with great times, but with great form. And I was just a proud you know, Papa really out there. That's great, man. I'm really proud of all of you guys. And I love seeing the process to your success unfold and get you real results. And that's what we're here to do for you listening. And let's get on with it. Part two of Habits for Success. Speaking of having a big goal center around an entire year like you and your team do, Matt, you've accomplished part of it. So now what? Well, yeah, now we have to take a reflection. We have to look at what we've accomplished and make sure, by the way, that you have some time to appreciate what you've done and you reflect on that. But you want to start to look at what your next goal might be. So oftentimes we are stagnant after we've accomplished something because we haven't thought about what's next. So my question to you out there listening is once you've accomplished your goal, what is next? And we have an interview coming up with Kathleen Doswell. She explains perfectly about just even before she had finished her last goal in the triathlon, she was already starting to think about 2020, what she wanted to accomplish there. And she was going to switch gears over to the marathon. So she had that next goal set up for her so she could stay on track and have that motivation waiting for her when she finished her goal in the triathlon at the 2019 Draft Legal Nationals. So let's talk about what is next for us. What are we going to do to achieve and continue to move forward with our next goal? So what we want to think about here is what was I able to achieve in this last goal of mine? Let's take a closer look at that. So maybe there were a few things that we set out to accomplish, but for example, did we have fun? Did we continue to have passion and joy and love for that goal? Is there any point where we got a little bit burnt out? Are there ways that we can improve on that so we can stay excited about what we're doing? Without focusing so much on that finish line that you forget the journey. That's right. So it comes down to focusing on the process again and also understanding that sometimes we want to have a different goal the next goal might be completely different from the last one we set for ourselves, but even any variation that you give yourself in the next goal can really help to keep you excited. So understand that goals that you set for yourself don't necessarily have to be set up or the same as your previous goal. And in fact, sometimes it's the perfect time to switch gears and change up a little bit. That's a great opportunity to take stock of what's working and what isn't. So if you can look back and you can ask what went well. Yeah. And also just thinking about what you probably haven't been doing lately is what you need to be doing. So if, for example, your goal was to have better nutrition and you had some improvement in your overall health, that's perfect. You want to continue to work on those things and continue to do those things well, but maybe it's time now to start to go after more fitness in your goal. So picking out that next performance, which by the way, I love this 
conversation we just had with Kathleen because we don't necessarily need to be elite or she's 70 years old, Jake. She had all these beautiful goals set up for herself just to be a better version of herself and to be excited about the next process, which she's just bubbling with energy. And that's what I love. And you know that these goals that she has is serving her well. Super optimistic. I can't wait for you guys to get to hear that one. And while you're taking stock after you've accomplished that partial goal or that stepstone goal, can you take stock of what your anchor points are? Are they working? Do you need new ones now? Like Matt, what's yours? I'm in control and ready to roll. Yeah, that's a mental anchor of mine. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for example, I, I guess I'll just take myself right now. After the CIM marathon, which is in a few weeks, I will change up my goals a little bit and I want to get back into more of my strength training again. And there's literally a physical anchor now that I'm thinking about where I would like to increase my overall deadlift, for example. I'd like to be able to get my body a little bit stronger again and increase my base strength for all things considered with proprioception and balance and mobility, but really focusing a little bit more on what kind of things haven't I been doing that I had to maybe sacrifice a little bit more of when I'm focused mainly on running. So boxing, for example, will be another goal of mine in that time period. I plan to box a lot more. Yeah, for me, it's always changing. I go with my anchors and affirmations based on my needs, whether that be a day, a week, a month, a year. And as soon as that that need is no longer there, you adapt and you move on. But you always take stock. Did it work? Yeah. And so this is great to talk about because I want to feel excited to get into the gym. I want to have that different challenge that I haven't experienced in a while. And Although I don't have to stay with those goals for the entire year, I certainly am looking forward to, say, six weeks where I'm now focused on different challenges, and that sparks my interest up again. And that avenue can now lead to, for example, a Spartan race that I plan on doing with my wife. Yeah, and that's really the whole point, right, Matt, is you're constantly being well-rounded in order to improve your quality of life and you have all these different things that you want to do if you just focused on the one you would be in this myopic tunnel vision yeah no it's it's great to bring up for example my grip strength is always served me pretty well but again because i've been so focused on my running there hasn't been as much grip strength in my training lately and if i want to do well on a spartan course i certainly need to improve my grip strength again so that's a new focus for me but something that would give me an appropriate challenge i'm not going to overreach by doing say 100 pound dumbbell farmers walks on day one but that is a standard that i'll use for myself and how far can i walk with that weight with good control and without losing my grip so that's a challenge to me that i haven't had in a while and i'm excited to see where i can get to in say six to nine weeks with that Speaking of Spartan races, your head trainer, Zach, just completed his first one. I want to give a quick shout out to him. Congratulations to Zach. I think you did awesome. 
And you're talking about having to increase your grip strength. Something like that is going to help you in your next goal, Matt. You want to worry about those types of things. Maybe not worry, but you want to consider those things way before they're coming up this weekend, for example. If the race was, you know, tomorrow, you've worried too late. Yeah, so we do kind of call it worry early. And that is a process we want to think about challenge versus threat, for example. If I am recognizing the things that I need to improve, I no longer see that as a threat and I have plenty of time to improve. And although that might be an area that I'm never as strong in as my other attributes, I'm going to improve that attribute. I'm going to be a little bit more well-rounded and that will allow me to perform better with better balance. And also with overall general goals and health, this is where I think we need to recognize the things that we can improve so we can start to replace some hurtful habits with some helpful habits. So again, it's a, it's a chance to kind of reboot our thinking and how we can make some adjustments so the next time around we have even more improvement. And that's where that focus now concept comes in. Focus now on what you can do and what you need to do for you. Yeah, so remember that your process is unique to you. And we need to remember that it's important to live our own process to success. I also, Jake, want to talk about something that's maybe unique to me, but I think people can relate. So I would like to take a step in maybe a different direction for a moment and talk about something I've dealt with my entire life. When I was younger, I was a pretty elite runner, competitive, but I was always told, you know, how skinny I am and how, geez, you're so thin. And, you know, I'd feel kind of bad about it sometimes. And here I am running some pretty elite times and pretty proud of what I'm accomplishing, but yet sort of getting criticized even innocently by people that I know and just wanting them to see that this is serving me in ways that are really developing my character, um, who I want to be, what kind of legacy I want to live. But I didn't always feel supported by that. And so it was almost like instead of fat shaming, I experienced thin shaming. Yeah, I call it fit shaming. People will oftentimes take it less seriously than fat shaming because they're commenting on something that is good, but maybe it's not their ideal image of what you should look like, which really is irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. I think it's really important that people stick with their process and what is really meaningful to you, not trying to impress others or not kind of falling into the norm of what people think is good. So I have had a little bit more size to me in the past. And for example, I've talked about how I did more hypertrophy training last year and I got up to about 195 pounds and I felt good. And that was a change for me to get a little bit thicker. And it's a level of fitness that I enjoy, but it was really just, if you will, a micro goal especially because I had that meniscus tear from falling through my ceiling. Oh, right. And it just gave me something else to focus on. And it was fun for a while. Just, okay, can I, you know, get stronger? It's always relative strength still important to me, but I did also get bigger and I wasn't doing as much 
or if uh, any running for a while. So I was able to do that. And you get a lot of compliments. You get a lot of people that see that your biceps are bigger, that you're filling your shirt out more. And and people, man, you're really working hard, aren't you? I think nowadays that is the ideal societal image of fitness. Yeah. And so then I start to work a little bit more towards my running goals again. And and running is definitely my passion. And so then I'm starting to get some of that negative feedback, or at least that's how I feel about it. People would say, man, you're getting pretty thin. Mm -hmm. Then it's almost like when my CIM marathon training is over, well, now you get to go back to being a better version of yourself because you're bigger. And that's not at all the way I think of it. Yes, I do expect to gain some size back and that will be fun to do. But really, I need to keep in mind what's optimal for me and where I feel best, which means that I'm going to start working towards my next running goal, especially for the spring, let's say, where I'm thinking that I'm gonna focus more on 5K, 10K, maybe the fastest mile I can run. I don't know, I'll make it fun, um, but I know that I'm gonna be serving myself that way. I can't go off of what I think other people are going to be impressed with, or I can't fall into that compliment that, oh, you look so good when you have another 20 pounds on your body, that looks good. Well, what looks good and what feels good can be two different things. And I feel the best about myself when I'm optimal as a runner. Your process is unique. Your success, how you define that is unique. And the same goes for you listening. Your process to success is uniquely yours. So Jake, enough about me and how I feel about these things. I'm, I'm curious, uh, do, you, do you run into this at all where you almost feel like you're expected to fit a certain mold? I do. And it's kind of the same, but almost the opposite. So I am not training for a marathon or any kind of running competition. The feedback that I get is usually when I am bulking up. And so people will notice like maybe I'm filling out my shirts a little bit better or my quads are getting bigger, which they'll compliment that. But then they'll also, you know, slap the belly a little bit because along with that comes a little bit of extra fat for me. And... Just because I also have, you know, something that you can compliment. Don't slap my belly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're just trying to be funny, but it's not. Yeah. And so, you know, I think this is an important topic that we're bringing up, Jake, because there are a lot of people I talk to that I feel like are trying to fit into a certain mold. And so I might talk to, say, a female athlete that has a little extra weight on her, but she's also focused on gaining more power. So that is not necessarily going to fit everybody else's mold, but really serves her in her sport or in her goals. But even when it comes to just body image or how somebody feels in their clothes, this should be something that we're all comfortable with. We should be comfortable in our own skin, if you will. And not everybody is going to look like that model on the magazine. In fact, those models on the magazine don't even look like that except for that one photo shoot that day. So it's, it's super important to me that you accept who you are and maybe you are bigger boned or 
like myself, I have thinner bones. And so accepting who you are and also learning to love that person and enjoy that process and know that maybe I'm not supposed to be 5% body fat or maybe I'm not supposed to have 21 inch arms. Everybody is built differently. So let's accept who we are and let's embrace it. But then from there, let's try to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be staying very true to you and what makes you feel good. I think that's the most important part, man, is keep it real to yourself and don't compare to other people's expectations. So yeah, guys, we would just remind you that we love and believe in you and any part of a good culture, you're going to have that around you, but it is up to you to live your process to success. No one else can do it for you. You've got to make it yours. Yeah. And let's break the mold, right guys? Let's hear from you. If you have a great story about how you didn't necessarily fit into a certain expectation or a mold that we deem as being perfect, let's hear about how you broke the mold. Contact us. Let us know your story. We'd love to hear. We always love hearing your stories of success. So yes, please do send us an email, pendolaproject at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, every day, not just today, is your chance to break the mold. Thanks for listening.